Technology, politics, and the economy are changing fast. No time to keep up with all the policies affecting your everyday life and figuring out fact from fiction? Not even sure where God could fit in all of this? Don't worry, I've got your back. I'm here to dig a little deeper into the issues of the day. And most importantly, to show you the spiritual principles and solutions we can use to rise above it all victoriously for your family's success. Stay tuned as we discover God's plan for our life on earth as it is in heaven. Throughout history, they've always been rich and poor. Only those two choices. As Jesus said, you'll always have the poor with you. But in the past century or two, they've also been a middle class. That most of us are probably in, at least for now. There are several verses in the Bible that seem to speak against the rich. There's the story of the rich young ruler that approaches Jesus, and Jesus tells him to give away all his money, to cure him of his attachment to it. There's that verse that people love to misquote, that the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And I'm sure there are rich people who love money. There are also rich people who rightly see money as a tool, neither good nor evil, but as a tool for doing either good or evil. And also as a way of keeping score of how much you have benefited society. Inevitably, if the more you have benefited society, the more money that will be coming into you. There's the verse condemning the you rich who have cheated others to get rich. Obviously referring to people who love money more than righteousness. And there's the story Jesus told of the rich man and Lazarus who ignored the poor, who loved money more than loving the poor. And he says that you cannot serve both God and mammon. Mammon, a God representing worshiping money. Jesus also said that it's harder for the rich to enter the kingdom of heaven than it is for, as I see the interpretation of that verse, a camel tail's rope to go through the eye of a needle. Note that the disciples were all surprised by this. Who then can enter the kingdom then? If the rich aren't entering, who else can? Because to them, it was an indication that they would be entering the kingdom of heaven if they were rich. As opposed to many people's idea today that if they are rich, then that's an indication that they're not going to heaven. To them at that time, if you were rich, it was an indication that they were. So that was a surprising statement for Jesus to make that uh, got the disciples by surprise. So there's all these verses 
that seem to be saying negative things about the rich. However, there's nothing in the Bible to suggest that followers of Jesus shouldn't be good stewards of all the money that God has provided for them. Or that we as Jesus followers shouldn't make money. And nothing to suggest that we shouldn't be making money as entrepreneurs instead of as employees. As some church teaching seems to imply. In fact, the ideal woman portrayed in Proverbs 31 is obviously running her own business. And in the last couple of centuries, it was the rise of the, the trades guilds who started their own businesses and grew them as they served more and more people. It became a class in the middle between the lords and the serfs. As they grew their companies, their businesses. And now in the past hundred years, we in the middle class have had the opportunity to own shares in such businesses. So just what are we sharing in? A business that loves money or loves justice? The Proverbs 27 verse says, the, the fool sees the warning signs ahead and just keeps on walking. So we need to be not fools, but wise. And as we see signs of economic hardship ahead, are we burying our treasure that God has given us? As in the proverb, the servant who's called a, a wicked servant who just buries his treasure out of fear? Or are we investing whatever God has given us in real estate, in businesses? These things keep their value in times of economic depression and recession. And it's in hard economic times that it becomes obvious who has been investing in kingdom priorities, in justice, in righteousness, in love, and who has been investing in the love of money. And whether we have a little of it or a lot of it, we could be in either category. Let's take a moment to consider which one we're in. That we may enjoy God's blessings on earth as it is in heaven, walking in His will and His ways. If you are presenting your body as a living sacrifice and allowing Holy Spirit to transform your mind, congratulations! You are integrating your spirit, mind, and body, strengthening yourself to overcome evil with good. Please leave a rating for the show and hit subscribe to be notified of new fascinating topics I'll be discussing next on Earth as it is in Heaven. Until next time, may God bless you and make you a blessing to those around you. 